you heard that the today's day is the 19th day of Kislev. So, 19th day of Kislev is the special day, the one day of year. It's the Rosh Hashanah, the one, the, the main, uh, the special day of the year, um, in which Hasidim celebrate. Uh, I say Hasidim because all Hasidim really, because the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe, Shneir Zalman, yeah, was basically the one who was able to uh, continue the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov and the Magid, which was now he took it in one direction, other people took it in other directions, but he was sort of a main force, and therefore it's a celebration of Yutas Kislev uh, today's day, which is uh, the freedom of the Alter Rebbe. Um, is celebrated now. And I remember when, yeah, when? Is it the healing was? Till was Yutas Kislev also, yeah, until, yeah. Now, I remember that during this Fabrengen on Yutas Kislev, when the Lubavitch Rebbe would make a gathering, the big gathering, uh, especially on the 19th day of Kislev, there would be all kinds of people coming to the Rebbe all the time. But especially on Yutas Kislev, even other Hasidim, even other um, branches of the Hasidic movement, non Chabad, would come to the Rebbe to celebrate Yutas Kislev together with Chabad. Now, it is also, as we mentioned earlier, it is also the day that the Magid of Mizrich passed away. So, it also is a Yom Hahilula, it's also a remembrance for the Magid, and Many of the other Hasidim trace their um, lineage back to the Magid. So it made it a very central holiday, the Yutas Kislev. Now, in the opening of the Hayom Yom, the Rebbe brings down a letter, which I want to share with you, a letter of his father. A letter that his father has written. This is with regards to Yutas Kislev. Because, you know, one could ask, why do we make such a big deal about Yutas Kislev? Okay, I mean, a miracle happened. The Rebbe was freed. That's, that's a big, big miracle. But why do we call this Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus? Why is this um, considered to be the main day of, of Hasidic teaching? It almost seems to be like a personal uh, salvation, a, pu- a, pu- a pu- personal miracle that God has performed for the Alter Rebbe. How is this connected? How is this associated to the whole teaching of Hasidus? How is this connected to uh, being the Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus, being the redemption? So he brings down here from the letter of his father, the, the previous Rebbe brings down, this is a letter that his fathers wrote. He says, this is the festival that God has redeemed peacefully. God has redeemed peacefully our souls. What does it mean God has redeemed peacefully? So this is a posik, this is a verse in the psalm. In psalm, King David is saying in his songs in chapter 55, towards the middle of the chapter, he says that God has redeemed with peace my soul. What is the meaning that God has redeemed with peace? What is the meaning with peace? In a peaceful way. Because Sometimes 
one needs to battle in order to gain peace. You know, in Israel, in order for the people to have peace, they have to fight for the right, peace. Right. They can't just have peace without fighting for peace, you know. And actually, we know that uh, the tyrants and the... Uh, when you don't fight them and you allow them, that's when they disturb. They don't allow for peace. So the only way to achieve peace, a lot of times, is by fighting. And that's what's called karavli. In other words, there, used to, there needs to be a fight. So in the ordinary way, we know how to win a battle is by fighting for it. And then you, get, then you can sort of be redeemed. But then there is a higher level than that. A higher level is in which... If Hashem helps you, that you don't even have to fight. Uh, as we find it, like in the blessings in the Torah, we find that Hashem will allow you to live securely in your land. And Rashi says, even a sword of peace will not pass your land, which means even other people want to fight other people, they won't have to fly over your territory or they won't have to come into you. So you're going to be totally secured. That's one of the blessings that we find if we follow the Torah, which the Torah records. But in David HaMelech's life, he had a lot of trials, a lot of tribulations. He had a lot of tzuras and he had a lot of battles that he had to wage against enemies from the outside and sometimes against his own family members because his own children stood up against him and he had to battle them all. But he was saying to Hashem that Hashem has saved him, has freed him, has brought him to salvation in a peaceful way. What does it mean in a peaceful way? He says that even the people of uh, the other side, um, they officially were fighting David, but they really wanted uh, David to win. They were praying for David's success. So freeing him peacefully means that the people that were fighting him weren't really fighting him. Maybe there was one fighting him, but the other people weren't really fighting him. Uh, what does it mean in our way? I mean, this is basically a blessing, and it's uh, what happened over here was that you know, sometimes they could have done something to the Alter Rebbe, or maybe they could have uh, uh, had uh, in, a, in a way that there would have been some repercussions from the arrest, and maybe they would have limited some of his uh, continued store, maybe there would have been something, but here God redeemed him in peace, and in peace also in this case means that, as the Alter Rebbe himself says, that Everybody recognized, you know, even the Goyim recognized, the non-Jews recognized that Alter Rebbe has been vindicated. So what happened really, before they brought the Alter Rebbe to prison, before they started the challenge, you know, maybe the Goyim didn't know about Hasidus, they didn't know about Alter Rebbe, the courts didn't know about it, it was a Jewish matter, it was a Jewish affair. Now what happens is, they brought it into the, into the courts, and they brought it into the public. So now when he was vindicated and it came across that the Rebbe's righteousness, so that means that even the world, even the secular courts, even the outside world, all now see the greatness of the Alter Rebbe, the righteousness of Torah, and they learned you know, a lesson in Judaism. You know, all these people that were investigated became the legal, um, you know, the legal uh, status of, of, of Russia at that time, which was a mighty power even at the time. What year was that again? Uh, this was in Tovkuf. Uh, uh, this was in Tovkuf Nuntes. Uh, that is uh, uh, five thousand uh, 
559. Yeah, what were you going to say? That was 1798, maybe? Around there? Yeah, I forget the exact English right. date, but we have to figure that out. Um, so, but basically the idea over here is that Hashem has helped us and He has freed us in a way, in a peaceful way. Which means that also in our struggles, a lot of times, you know, we're always trying to bring it a metaphor for our own personal struggles in our own lives. Sometimes it's very hard to overcome our, our struggles that we have. You know, we, we, we battle ourselves. We battle, you know, depression. We battle guilt. We battle failure. We battle hardships. We battle uh, addictions. You know, we have all kinds of battles that we battle. And uh, sometimes it's an impossible task to overcome the battles that we have. We don't, we don't seem to have the enough strength to overcome and to, and to beat, even though we understand intellectually and we know it's not, it's just we don't find ourselves strong enough to be able to do what we know we should be doing and we know that we should, but we don't, we just can't. So that would mean that it's a big struggle. And then sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. But to be redeemed peacefully would mean that, you know, you don't even have to go ahead and fight it. Fight it. It's right. sort of, you just, you know, sometimes, uh, as the Rebbe writes in the Mimer, uh, that you inundate with so much positive so that the negative doesn't even come up, so that you don't even have to sometimes battle because you're, you know, like somebody, you know, he doesn't have time to do an avera, you know. He doesn't have time to do a transgression. He's just so, so busy doing all the time good that you don't have to come across. So sometimes the best thing is not even let him in get through the door. You don't let the Yetzirah through the door even. Once he's in the door already and you have to start uh, fighting with him, you're not sure where you're going to end up. So Padre means you're free that, you know, there is a Yetzirah, we all have issues, but on Yutas Kislev, it turned out at the end that even though there was a while that he was incarcerated, but then he went out in a peaceful way. In other words, nobody had to break into the jail and put him out, and nobody had to rescue him, and nobody had to... He, they themselves realized. Now, why is this day important to us? Because we know that the Altarebbe said that this was all a test from Hashem. Which means the Altarebbe did something which none of the other students of the Magi did. And actually, there were some objections there too. Don't think that the Altarebbe did not have trouble with his own peers. His own peers didn't always agree fully with what the Altarebbe did. And one of the things that the Altarebbe did was to, you know, give insight into the Kabbalah, into the Hasidic teachings, and some people said this is not for the common folks. This is to be reserved for some people that are learned or holy, uh, special people. This is not for, the, for everybody. Uh, the Altarebbe's view was that it's necessary because the times, as we mentioned yesterday, that certain medicines we only discovered, you know, the sciences discovered it in later years, and some of these medicines weren't actually necessary because there are certain strains of bacteria, certain, certain problems 
weren't as prevalent as they're today. So with time, as we get a problem, we always come, Ebishter gives us some solution to the problem. So in this case, uh, the Altarebbe felt that the Jewish people at that time are suffering from various different uh, spiritual ailments, and the cure for it is the Hasidic energy, the Hasidic teaching, the uh, inspiration, that'll help them. So, but that was something new. Even for the students of the Maggid, some of them was new. So, this was a test. So, above in the Shemayim, it was also questioned whether the Alter Rebbe is doing the right thing. Is this actually the right thing to be done now? And it wasn't clear. So when the Alter Rebbe was incarcerated... What do you mean, what do you mean by Shemayim? Who questioned? Which means uh, that the, the, the safety of the Alter Rebbe was put on the line because they didn't know if the Alter Rebbe is going to continue to live to be able to or to be able to freely teach it because maybe he shouldn't be doing it. They were going to stop him. And this was a heavenly, even though it came down from the physical level, but this was something heavenly, this was something from above. But then, as things developed and they turned out that it actually was an astounding victory for Hasidus, so just like the incarceration was taken as a test, whether it should go, this was taken as the victory, so he was vindicated. So therefore, what really happened, we got, at this day, and from that point on, the Alter Rebbe went even with more force, because since he came out the, the, the victorious, he took this as a clear sign from Hashem that what he's doing is right, and he should continue doing it, and he went with much, much force, and Hasidus spread like wildfire. It became even a lot more uh, spread out than it was until that time. So, essentially, on this day of, of, of Yutis Kislev, we got a tremendous light, and we also got a tremendous spiritual energy, or you can call this an energy of the soul, Chayis Nafshenu. It's a soul energy. It's an energy to energize our soul and to illuminate, which is on this day. And that this, therefore, this day is the Rosh Hashanah for uh, Hasidus, which is, Hasidus is also called in, in the terminology, in the Hasidic terminology, is called Divrei Lekim Chaim. Those are the words of the living God. Those are the, that's the term for Hasidus. And this has been something that we inherit the Arab, the Rebbe Rashab writes, from our holy fathers of blessed memory, who holy were great tzaddikim and in Olam Haba and uh, in Gan Eden, there uh, made their merits protect us. And this is actually essentially the Torah of the Baal Shem Tov. So really on Yutis Kislev with this freedom has uh, everything been revealed. Now, of course, you know, when we know, when you look at something or somebody, you see only the external part of them. You don't see the... A lot of times we judge people also by what we see, just by externally. We don't have, you know, enough sometimes to realize that it's not what you see, that you have, there's a lot of depth over there, there's a lot of meaning over there. So, um, on the simple level, there is one level, and then there's the inner level. The same thing is the revealed part of the Torah, that's as it's called, it's revealed, that's open, that's what you see on the surface. So when you study the most of the sections of the revealed part of the Torah, that's you studying what you can see, that's like the outside. When you study Hasidus, you're looking on the inside. So you're seeing beyond the surface. You're looking deeper. So 
Hashem actually wants us to not look at the surface of things, but we should see that everything is godly, everything is Hashem. We shouldn't just look at things and look at them as very material or very physical, but able to look in deeper and more uh, spiritual. spiritual and to see in every matter and everything in our world to see in it spirituality, to see in it holiness, to see in it a special so essentially the Hasidic teaching which revealed and opened up a lot of mysterious things that we didn't know that when we looked at things we saw like say just give an example, if you looked at the world Oh, you thought, oh, this is an independent world. And Hasidus teaches you, no, this is all an expression of Hashem. Teaches you that everything that you see is really godly. There is no independence of Hashem. Everything is every moment and instant. Planned. Planned. And not only that, it's sustained. There's no independence. We don't have any independence. So this is the day, he says, which is really the beginning of Hashem's actions, which which when Hashem created the world, Hashem wanted us to uncover the veil. He didn't want the world to remain obscure. Because Hashem wants to play with us sort of a game of hide and go seek. He wants to hide and He wants us to go seek. He wants us to seek Him out, to really find Him in the area which you don't see. So when you look at something and you see, well, this is not godly. No, find the godliness in it. And so this is really the purpose of human beings on this world to bring down the inner level of Torah which comes down and it comes down today for a whole year because it's Rosh Hashanah to be able to use the inner parts of Torah to see the inner things of, of everything and he he says here like this that we should take the opportunity to right arouse our hearts on this day in a very inner and a very essential way that we should pray to Hashem or we should arouse ourselves that we should be innerly inspired that we should you know not just externally but we should it's all about the inside that we should sort of really be touched in a way that it's very meaningful, very, very deep in ourselves. It's a time, basically, of depth. Yutas Kislev, Hasidus Rosh Hashanah, is a time for forgetting about the surface, forgetting about the outside, forgetting about the cosmetics, about the outside looks, but to really see who we are, to really dig into ourselves, to our lives, and who we are as a, as a Jewish people, as a people of a Torah connected to Hashem. And as he... Uh, prays and he says that from the depth I call you out Hashem. The verse also says, I call you from the depth, meaning not from the surface. We're calling Hashem from our depth, we cry out to Hashem. That Hashem should bring down to us that we should be able to merit to have the level of the depth of the Torah, the depth of the mitzvahs. And that level of Torah mitzvahs, because they really come also from the depth of the of godliness of Hashem they're not just the surface, they are the depth of Hashem that that depth should really touch us and illuminate in the inside of our souls so that means what is the means that that depth should touch us, that means that our whole being, everything we do should be just for Hashem so we should really 
see to it that everything about us is only for Hashem. What does it do? So that if we have any bad traits or we have any negative uh, drawings that we're drawn to doing negative things or negative feelings or things that are not appropriate from the natural we have natural we should chase them away we shouldn't you know we, we, we are all absorbed with Hashem everything that we do everything that we whatever whether we study Torah whether we, we daven we study Torah do mitzvahs or even if we do just regular day-to-day things that we need to do to sustain ourselves, should always be for the proper intention, should be because of Hashem. Hashem permeates our life. And Hashem, who is a merciful Father, and He will bless us, and He will have mercy upon us. He will lead us in the good and the correct way that we will be able to really stay focused and to see a connect to Hashem. Because, you know, at the end of the day, this is basically from the letter that the Rebbe Rashab writes here, just to a little bit uh, uh, articulate it a little bit with a little explanation here. But basically, um, we know that we actually have uh, an ability to do and reach to very high levels. Uh, a lot of times we don't realize that if we expect it of ourselves and what we can really achieve. And there's really no barriers and there's really no stops for a person to grow and to connect to spiritual levels uh, on a very, very high level. Now, it takes sometimes various steps to get to the highest levels, but we do possess that depth anyways in our soul. It's only a matter of revealing it. We don't have to sort of create something new. It's just taking something that we already have and just making it shine, bringing it out to the open. So that would sort of possess the, 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 the matter. To achieve this, you need that group setting and you sing Hasidic soul-moving songs that inspire you. And that sort of gives you a little bit of a boost also. Uh, the fact that you're sitting with a community, the fact that you are singing, the fact that you are getting into it. So hopefully that, that, that will help. Yes,